Hey, good afternoon. I keep forgetting. I'm so used to doing good morning because it's morning on the West Coast, but it's afternoon now on the East Coast. Pat Zemer here with MagnaWave. Uh, glad to be with you. We come together with you on Tuesdays around noontime to answer any questions you may have with regard to PEMF devices, PEMF training, PEMF protocols, whatever it may be uh, for your animals and clients. I'm here to answer your questions. If you would like to, if you would be so kind as to share this uh, particular uh, information with your friends so they can uh, ask questions as well. So click share, send this out. Your friends can join us and uh, have a great conversation. If you would like to talk to me, uh, simply text me 502-599-9722 and I will give you a call back and we can discuss whatever it is that you would like to talk about. Uh, at that point. So again, 502-599-9722, and I will give you a call right back to discuss or answer any questions that you may have. Or of course, you can put your questions into the chat box on YouTube or Facebook. They'll come up and I'll be able to have a look at them and answer them uh, right here uh, on, the, uh, on the program. So that's how everything works. We're glad for you to be here. Also, MagnaCon's coming up in June of 2021. Our plan today is to have a live in-person MagnaCon as well as a virtual presence uh, for those who will not be able to make it to Louisville to be here with, with us for all the fun and activities that we have. If you purchase your tickets, purchase your tickets before the end of the year, you'll save $100 uh, on your ticket. So if you're interested in coming and you're gonna be there with us, please uh, check out, it's on the website and uh, have a look at visiting us and coming into Louisville for MagnaCon. Hazel's with us on CastBox. Good morning, Hazel. <clears throat> Let's see who's uh, around this morning on the uh, restream. Uh, Jeff's with us this morning. John's with us. Howard, good morning, John. Joyce is with us. Terry McLean, Northern Lights, Tracy Walker. Aaron Hughes is with us. Good morning, Aaron. Joanne Pelosi's with us and Becky Russ. So folks, thanks for being here. If you have any uh, questions, simply put them in the chat box and I will be happy to answer them. Uh, someone writes, and this is off of the certified site, just had a client ask me if I thought the MagnaWay would be too intense for her 33-year-old horse. Anyone have experience treating horses this old? Well, uh, most certainly. Uh, the age of the animal really has no bearing on what's going on. You don't have to turn the machine up uh, as high maybe on an older animal as you would on a younger animal. But basically, if they're having hip problems or knee or ankle problems, you want to get the energy into the area, help them feel better. So the age really uh, is not a big issue. Now, if the horse has never, ever been treated, you're going to have some uh, get used to it time uh, for the animal. And so you basically start, as we always talk about, start at a lower setting, uh, gently uh, treat the horse. And then as you learn the horse, the horse becomes familiar and happy. Uh, they, they will uh, cotton up to you and enjoy everything that you're doing uh, with the treatments. Uh, people who age, uh, animals who age, uh, still like to be rubbed and caressed and, and helped feel better uh, with a massage or anything like that. So certainly uh, the age of the animal should not have anything to do with it how you apply the therapy to the animal in a, uh, in a good manner, in a manner that's comfortable, is the important thing uh, to consider. And that's the best way uh, to have a look at it. Another client talks about purchasing an Oasis bed and they're looking for suggestions regarding disinfecting it between sessions. Well, one way would certainly be to uh, cover it and then just simply replace the cover with the sheet uh, between sessions. Also, uh, it would, even with a cover, I would suggest that you maybe use a disinfectant spray and uh, spray it on the, on the bed. Doesn't have to be heavy, just a light disinfectant spray or a disinfectant wipe um, would be satisfactory to wipe down the bed, the surface of the bed, and to proceed from there. The, the fabric it's used on the Oasis is an antimicrobial uh, fabric that is used, so it's uh, capable and it's made to be in those types of situations. But certainly to wipe it down between sessions uh, would be certainly something to consider and, and something to do. People like to uh, see that you are in fact 
uh, cleaning your 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 stuff up. To that end, um, we, I don't, gosh, I wish I had it with me. I could show it to you. But there is a little device that we have in the office that I've had for a number of years. It's a little ozone generator, and it's designed for cleaning vegetables and, and airing out particular rooms and that type of situation. So what you would do with that, if you're loaning someone a machine or you're getting a machine back or you're going to you use your machine at someone's barn, if you have this little ozone machine, you can buy them for $65, $700 on Amazon. We're going to have some available to you as well on the website, but you can go to Amazon and buy these small ozone generators and they have a little hose and a little stone on the end. Turn it on, hold it up to your fan, turn your machine on, let it either suck into where the fan brings the air into the machine and that will help disinfect the interior, the odors that may be there and help disinfect the interior with the ozone that's going through the machine. And uh, you really can't use that on your bed, but you could use that if you have a room that you're treating someone in, if someone comes in at the end of the session, you could flip this ozone machine on for 30 seconds to a minute, it'll freshen the air in the room. You'll be able to tell that it's there. There are other ozone generators that are out there that people use to do that. And uh, we've talked about those over the years, but that's something to maybe consider there. So your clients see that, but to actually wipe down the bed with something is going to show your clients that you want to have a clean surrounding and you are taking care of things and that and that's how you do it. They're seeing this done in the stores. They're seeing it done. They're doing it themselves in their cars and their houses. They're wiping things down. So any type of uh, disinfectant wipe. Uh, you could use the magna, the hydrowave water in an aerosol, just lightly sprinkle that over the bed and wipe it down. And the silver and the uh, oxygen in the water will help clean things and keep it good. It's not made to be an actual disinfectant, but it does have good disinfecting properties as far as wound healing and so on and so forth like that. So uh, that would be something to consider as well with um, with, with that type of uh, cleaning needs and things that you may have. Uh, Terry Wright, she has a horse with, with left the ground funny to a jump and then was lame. Uh, within 20 minutes, could barely walk on the back legs. The vet came out and thinks that he pulled or strained the muscles in his back. Is something that is this something that MagnaWave can start with right away? And how frequently should I do it? Well, of course, you can start right away when you have a muscle strain or something pulled like that in the horse that all of a sudden it was injured. The, the, more rapidly you get at the situation, number one, the faster it resolves itself and, and the more and, how, and more quickly you can provide relief uh, to that particular particular animal. So you could start right away. Uh, what I would recommend if it's a, 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 an acute situation like that would be that you treat once or twice a day for four or five days to get ahead of what you're dealing with, get ahead of the of the injury so the animal can feel better and, and better be in a place to heal itself in a more rapid fashion. So most certainly as often as you can, if they say, if you only can get the animal once a week, treat it once a week uh, for the first few weeks to get help it get over this. But the more rapidly you can get to it, the more you can treat it over the first five or six days, the better off you're going to be. You may get it to a point that it's reversed very well. It's on a good process of healing and maybe you only need to come back once a week then or twice a week for a couple of weeks, whatever it may be until you get the animal back to where it's performing the way the owners want it to and they're happy with, with how things are going. So that would be the uh, uh, thing to consider there. So if you have some questions, uh, it's snowing in Jefferson, Ohio. Uh, really look forward and appreciate you doing this uh, every week. Well, you're welcome, Terry from Michigan. I appreciate that as well. We certainly uh, enjoy doing that. Let's see if there's any other questions here. Um, take a quick look. Oh, here we go. Um, Let's see, would it be for treatment of an, with, excuse me, would a treatment help an infection in the bone of a horse? Well, most certainly if there is pain associated with the infection, you're going to help the body uh, produce oxygen, take more oxygen up, take it uh, into the blood cells, which will help the area of the infection and where it is. If you're treating the area itself, it does have blood circular circulation around it. There is cellular movement in there. So you want to use the device to help reduce the inflammation, relieve the pain, and, and let, the, let the medicinal value of what they're receiving help the infection along as well, as far as uh, moving it out of the way. So it certainly would be something that you could do. Talk with the veterinarian, make sure they're 
copacetic. Sometimes the vets want to do their treatment, let the antibi antibiotics do their job, and then come back and treat. That's something you need to work out with the veterinarian themselves in this particular situation. But uh, it would be certainly something that you could start right away and move along. Okay, let's see here. Uh, I'm trying to find out what the licensing requirements or lack thereof might be for practitioners in Florida. I am not licensed anything, but am MagnaWave certified in human, equine, and small animal. I have pursued state licensing websites and the MW Practitioner's Facebook page and haven't been able to find a concrete answer. I thought during the training, it was mentioned that there was someone on your staff that would help figure out state requirements. My sales rep was not familiar with this. I thought I would ask you. Thanks so very much. Okay, Sandra, uh, you want to call the office and talk with uh, Teresa or Aaron, and uh, they can help you through the various state requirements. Many states do not have uh, specific licensing for PEMF like they have for massage or like they have for acupuncture. Some states do include massage or acupuncture or even sometimes electromagnetic therapy into veterinary practices. Uh, and, and that would be something that you'd have to deal with that. I can tell you that over the years in Florida, what we've experienced uh, is that there's really has not been a problem. The veterinaries, veterinarians that we've dealt with are supportive of what's doing. They're not necessarily in the, in the business of massage, acupuncture, or PEMF. And so they, they kind of, they'll use it, they'll recommend it, so on and so forth. But uh, I do not believe, and we can look, that there is a specific re uh, licensing requirement uh, in the state of Florida because we fall into the class one off the shelf device category. So in other words, it's something that people can use. It's available for people to use. And, and that's that's kind of where it falls in, in terms of how the, the licensing goes. Now, it does vary from state to state. And uh, so I'd call the office and again, ask for Teresa. They can put you in the American Veterinary Association to see what the various state requirements are. Periodically over the years, states have come up and said, well, you got to do this or a veterinarian's got to do the therapy or this has got to happen. And typically they'll institute some requirements like that and then they'll change them because in a lot of cases, what, what happened once in Louisiana is they came out with such strong rulings that, that the veterinarian themselves had to perform the therapy, had to bandage the horses, had to do all that stuff because they wanted to try to delineate who was doing what uh, in the veterinary world. And they got to the point that the veterinarians were saying, at least at the time, I'm not speaking for veterinarians today, uh, but they got to the point that the veterinarians were saying, look, we don't want to do this. We understand that people are having some of these services performed and uh, we, may, we may offer it, but we also may not offer it. So we want to, uh, don't want to be bogged, bogged down with not being able to bandage a horse or even having a, a tech, vet tech bandage a horse is the way it was at one point in uh, Louisiana. And so sometimes those things, they come around, and they get changed. So those, there are variances from state to state, but as a rule right now, there is no specific licensing required. Uh, that's one of the things that the Association of PEMF Professionals is kind of working towards to get the PEMF recognized, to get it understood at the state level so someone could get a state license to practice uh, what we were doing, just like someone can go to massage stool, they would go to school, get their uh, certification and have all of that in place and the state recognize them and, and uh, give them some additional uh, credentials to practice and do things in their particular state. So it's an evolving process um, and in, it is an evolving process. When I started, number one, people didn't know what it was. <clears throat> number two, they didn't know what it did or how it did it. And so we've come a long way and people today are asking some questions because there are devices uh, that are FDA cleared for human use, uh, for fractures and depression and, and various forms of cancer and things like that. And so with that, all of that continuing to happen, it certainly opens up what they're going to do on the veterinary side or what they would like to see happening uh, on the veterinary side with regard to licensing and, and how the how it's used. 
the AOPP is certainly working to keep those lanes open. And, and there are ways, for example, a lot of the practitioners in Arizona do business a little differently than they do in Kentucky or in some other states because of some rulings uh, that they have there. And so uh, if that's not clear, talk to Teresa and we'll address it further. Thank you. It's great. If you would like to talk about it, uh, give me a call, 502-599-9722, and I will give you a call back and we can uh, discuss uh, whatever situation it is that you would like to talk about. Let's see. John. Um, John asked the question, I've always seen the high power PMF as a diagnostic to a point as people feel it where they have issues. Are there other reasons other than inf inflammation why someone should feel the pulse quite uncomfortably deep inside? Uh, over liver, head, glutes, back. I have treated some one and they hurt all over, not just where there was uh, isn't much flesh such as the clavicles. So basically, if someone is feeling it, and when I say feel it, you can feel the pulse. Uh, this is something when I first started when I was treating women, uh, they were uncomfortable when I would put the coil on their back or even on their front, on their abdomen and treat them because they could feel the pulse all the way through their body. Was it painful? or was it uncomfortable? No, but the sensation was different. They had to get used to the sensation and then that that just changed the the uh, the whole thing. Sean Sean is calling me. Sean's on, Sean I'm on the air. If you got something you want to talk about, call me and we'll talk about it. Are you all right? Okay. G great. Let me call you let me call you right back. Okay, Sean's got some information to share from Dr. Lyons, so we'll get him on the phone and uh, have that conversation. I probably could have done it right there. But we were talking about the treating someone um, that, that it, 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 where, he, where they're feeling it all over. Now, with that said, if someone's got a lot of stuff going on, they got arthritis throughout their body, and you go to treat them, they're going to feel it almost everywhere you're going. And in some cases, they may feel it. They may, they may be experiencing pain in their back, and that's where it's at, and that's where you treat it. But when you go to their hip, and there's also stuff there, you may, they may say, wow, I feel it there also, even though that's not really bothering them right then because they're recognizing the predominant pain in their back. So you can move around someone or treat their body in that fashion, and that can be what surfaces uh, for you. And so that's that's the biggest question. Uh, so yes, they can feel it all the way through the body, but when they feel it nipping, when they, you know, when they actually, uh, you know what I mean when they when they're feeling the pulsing not you can feel the pulsing but it's not a it's not a nipping pulse when the pulse is nipping it's telling you there's some sensitivity there no matter where it is typically uh, on the body there's no reason that you go in and treat someone's knee and if they if they're not having pain there and all of a sudden they feel it there's something there uh, if there's nothing there they won't feel it. I mean you can put the coil on one knee and see it and feel it, put it on the other knee, nothing there, turn it up, nothing there. So that's how that's how it works. Quite often we see that in youthful in children. You you can treat a child and put put the thing pretty high on their back, they don't feel it. They don't there's no pulsing really going on to in their system because they don't have inflammation. They're not having a problem. So that's kind of how it plays out in that fashion. I hope that helps John. Uh and if not, we'll get it. We'll get it further. Uh, let's see. Kate asks a question. Oh, she's replying to uh, Sandra Parker. Great. Um, this was uncomfortable for to for her. John writes me to over the liver if I don't pulse for a while. I guess she's just inflamed. That is correct. If it's if you're over a body part and you're feeling it to the point that oh yeah that's there, then there's something going on there. There's some stress, inflammation, whatever it may be. And if it's continual, that's a good reason for someone to talk with their doc. Maybe it's uh, some form of arthritis or something else going on uh, in the body. In the body. Um, Becky Russ, I've had a long conversation with a well-respected veterinarian in Arizona over the use of MagnaWave last week. He knows I promote it. He is a great guy, but reminded me that Arizona is one of the states that feels any type of massage, dental, laser, PMF should be done by a veterinarian. The last thing any of us need 
uh, to be in trouble with in the American Veterinary Medical Association. She said she would keep it low key, and I don't think anything will will bother you. Okie dokie. She said, keep it low key. She doesn't think anyone will bother her. What people have done in Arizona is uh, in order to be within the, the rules and with the way things are written is they will rent their machine. We got a couple of folks who are wanting to uh, send me a text. We'll check that out. And uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So what happens is they'll rent the machine to the client and then they will provide their services for free or they will train their client in how to utilize the device and show them what to do and do it in, in that fashion. I had that happen to us in Oklahoma. We were there for a horse show. I was doing a demonstration and I was treating the horse. Actually, Gabe was treating the horse, doing the demonstration. The veterinary police came by and got very upset because of what we were doing. They thought we were doing something we weren't supposed to be doing. We weren't charging. It was a demonstration, but they pointed out to me, uh, if you're, you can't touch the horse, you can show this to this person, let them treat the horse and show them what they're doing, but you can't do that yourself. So that's what we did. And it worked out just fine. And uh, so there are things that you need to do. There are ways to stay uh, above board. You don't want to do anything that, that's not correct in the various uh, areas. And likely and and Arizona, we've been in Arizona since 2007, 2006 uh, and, and doing doing treatments in various ways. And, and typically it's not been an issue. I'm not saying that you, you don't you just laissez faire, go on and do what you want. That's not the case. You want to make sure you're not making any claims. You want to make sure that things are very clear on your website. You want to make sure that if you, whatever paperwork you need, when you go deal with your customer, you can do that and to make sure that they're happy. And basically all they want is for their animals to be healthy and happy. And you help provide that service uh, to them. Uh, so, that's something to consider. And again, you can call the office and we can talk through it. And, uh, but the key is, is when someone typically, and, and we've seen this happen over the years, I've seen it happen with herbs. I've seen it happen with oils. I've seen it happen with, with ultrasounds and MagnaWave and PEMF and all this stuff is someone will somewhere on their website, make a claim. I'll heal your horse or I'll heal your dog. And that's not the case. We, we, we help the animals feel better so they can better heal themselves. So what you say and how you say it on your sites needs to be very clear, very uh, within the guidelines of what everybody understands. And then typically when these situations have come up because of that uh, and someone says, hey, you're practicing medicine because you're saying this. Well, no, we want to make sure that that all this is clean. If you have questions about that, same thing. Call the office, uh, Teresa, uh, Aaron, somebody can go through your site, Elaine, myself, go through your site. If you have questions, uh, do it basically a quick site audit to make sure that what you're saying is correct and, and that you're not overstepping any bounds, uh, boundaries as you uh, move down the road and, and do your treatments. Okay, um, should I ask about CE? Well, I was talking to someone this morning and we did almost got there, but then I had to come here. So I'll get that information for you, John, and see where where we are. Um, let's see. Uh, let me see if I can get uh, Sean on the phone. He can give us an update. Let's see. Here he comes. Hi, Pat. Hey, Sean, we're on the air. Um, Wonderful. You were going to give me an update on Dr. Lyons and what's going on? Yeah, I just I just had a, a, a phone call with uh, Dr. Larry Lyons on the brain voltage concussion study. And um, he is sending an update uh, to us tomorrow. But the basic um, gist of the report is that he's finding that on average about 78% of the people who have conducted the study uh, by utilizing PEMF has found on average about a 28% increase in their, in their brain voltage. And what brain, brain voltage basically equates to in, in layman terms is brain health, um, uh, cognitive skills, uh, et cetera. And this is with about a 20 minute uh, full body treatment. Wow, that's pretty amazing. Very amazing. He's a super excited. Um, he's going to compile the, uh, the data and send it over to us so that we can include it in our, uh, our next quarterly uh, uh, report that uh, Elaine sends out to practitioners. 
Um, and there's a good possibility that he's going to be joining us at MagnaCon. So I thought you might be interested. Oh, in that. that's great. So he's doing, let's be clar clarify those who may be new to this. He's doing a study, uh, University of Denver, um, dealing with brain health, concussion injuries, and that whole thing. So he has a whole regimen that he goes through trying to uh, speed up the healing of concussions and analyze where they are in their healing process. Is that right? Exactly. That's correct. And what he has found is that the last component that comes back after a, a concussion with the protocols that the pro sports and so forth go through where they let you back on the field is actually um, your brain voltage. It's the last thing to recover and typically one of the more difficult things to measure. He has a, a specific device that he uses in measuring that. And since he's implemented PEMF into his regiment, the, the speed of, of recovery and the amount of brain voltage uh, is increased increasing drastically. Uh, this is preliminary. I think he has about 26 subjects at the moment. Obviously, COVID has uh, slowed that research down a little bit, but he has just given us a recap on what he's doing. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing. You're very welcome. Thanks, Pat. Okay, buddy. Bye-bye. That's great news. Uh, always good to hear where a doctor is working with us and doing some, some studies or even in-depth analysis to how this can be utilized uh, for their healing, pros healing prospects and uh, making everybody healthier. And as we know, in a lot of sports, soccer, football, uh, there's a lot of issues when it comes to uh, uh, various um, situations with, with healing. Okay, we've got a, um, let's see, let's call Doug's with us. Give him a call. Okay. Oh, we lost it. Uh, don't know. I'll try it again. But it says, Doug here just had spine lumbar fusion surgery 12 days ago. Swelling has developed a bubble of fluid under the incision. Can PEMF? Let's see if this is it. Good morning. Doug Cooper. Uh, yes, sir. Off, let me turn off the text thing for a minute. There yeah. we go. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Anyway, we just bought an SM5 uh, through a referral from uh, our uh, my sister-in-law Heidi, and uh -huh. have been using it to good effect on on back pain that I've been having. Um, well, I lo and behold had to have a lumbar fusion L4 L5, and so it's about 12 days out from that operation. And my question is, would the would the uh, PMEF be a good way to kind of reduce the swelling that's happening at the incision site? The incision is healed over, but there's quite a little bubble of fluid that's developed under there. Um, I don't know if I left the hospital maybe a day early and the drainage wasn't, you know, certainly wasn't complete. But so would that be good to kind of reduce, kind of move some of that fluid away from that site? And is it good? We have an SM5. Is the machine good to remove swelling from other injuries? Is that a, a good use of the? Most certainly. Mo most certainly. When we're, when we're dealing in the animal world, which I can discuss very easily, and you've got incisions and inflammation around them and inflammation from what went on, uh, you can help move those fluids. You can help uh, massage the muscle content there and, again, move things away, take away the inflammation. The devices are basically inflammation reduction devices. So if there's an inflammation there, if there's something in, like that, uh, to use it would be very beneficial. Certainly, you'd want to tell your your docs what you're doing. That's your decision yeah. how, to, how to approach that. But to use it for uh, any other types of uh, injuries or things that are that have been had for comfort, uh, is something that a lot of folks do, most certainly. Because the, the interesting thing is I cannot take ibuprofens or any inflammation reducers because this is a fusion. So basically they've taken a part of my hip, placed it between the two vertebrae, and that is where the fuse eventually happens. But I, I'm just wondering because uh, what's your reason? What's their reason for the ibuprofen? They don't want the, they, they don't want the blood thinning aspects and so forth. Yeah, that's it. And um, so, you know, I couldn't take it going into the surgery and, and ibuprofen is particularly effective on me, but I got tired of taking drugs. So that's one reason I got the MagnaWave. Right. Can you uh, uh, can you take aspirin? 
no, anything okay. that's a blood thinner. Yeah, I know. I, but sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes they say, well, you can take this, but don't take that, uh, so forth. But no, it, it is for inflammation reduction. It will help provide some comfort for you to help relieve okay. some of that pain. And, and it should be most beneficial. All righty. Thank you very much. I yep. appreciate it. Oh, I have one other question yes, that sir. My, my bride wants me to ask. All right. So we have we have the large loop uh -huh. and we have the smaller loops, the, the two that came with the system. And so we're wondering about the mats um, and then the power of the mats. Um, I can see a good reason to have the little paddle. You can use that on your head or your, your right. neck area or, or whatever. Does the pad, because the pad is a larger device, it, does that mean it's necessarily more, um, you know, not as intense? Uh, does it spread it out over a larger it, area? It spreads that? it out. It spreads it out over a larger area. Now, but strictly speaking, when when we started, all we had was the large loop on the butterfly. And, oh, and so if you can, you could put the mat on your back and cover yourself from the upper back to your lower back with the mat. Whereas with the coil, you might have to move it twice. Do your upper shoulders, move the coil down, you know, do your lower back. So the, the mat just allows you to cover some more space. They're both doing the exact same thing. So if what oh, you're okay. using, so it's, it, a convenience thing. it's a convenience, more than anything, it's a convenience thing. That is exactly right. Now with the paddle, the way it's wound, it also gives you additional intensity. Uh, okay. So the paddle, because it's an actual Tesla coil and the way it's wound gives you that burst of basic energy and, and proceeds in that fashion. The mat, it's, it's wound as a Tesla coil, but it is not tightly wound. So you're not getting the increased intensity. You are getting the convenience and the increase of area being covered. Okay, so in the big coil, um, is the locus of the treatment in the center of the coil, or is it on the edges, or center? It's a pro it's coming into the coil like a fountain. That's what I thought. Okay. So it's covering the whole area, but the the absolute focus is in the center, and that's where uh, what what you can experience. For example, you could take the in many cases take the butterfly loop. And, and put the machine on a little higher setting and move it around the back because it's doing a smaller area of tissue, you can actually many cases find exactly where the sensitivity is because it'll, okay. it'll pinpoint it better because it's smaller. But uh, uh, whereas the large loop's gonna do a much larger area of tissue, you'll get feeling, but you're not really narrowing down exactly where it is. Okay, well, I think we're gonna get the small pad then because my daughter has uh, uh, migraines, and okay. in talking to Jamie uh, Rocco, she said that that would, might be the best thing for her. Well, you um, could do her head, her neck, and her back, her upper back at the same time. Then you could okay. then you could put the mat on the floor, or use the large loop on the floor and do her feet. Okay. Feet are always beneficial. All righty. Okay. Well, I really appreciate this. I'm going to feed this back to the boss. She's, uh, she's going, I don't know how to use this thing. I said, well, just pay attention to the instructions, but it's nothing like actually talking to a human. Uh, there you go. So, so we'll be regular uh, office hours. Well, that's great. Thank you very much. Thank you. Glad you're here. Bye-bye. Okay. Um, great question. Uh, great. I hope that helps uh, clarify some things uh, for them. And I hope that clarifies a little bit about how the various mats and things work. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, Waves. I thought it used to be an app, but I can't find it now. What is the typical protocol for allergies and sinuses? Well, the, the uh, allergy situation, there's certainly something causing uh, the allergy to be there. Uh, my wife is very allergic to cinnamon. She can smell cinnamon. She can cook with cinnamon, but she cannot ingest cinnamon at all. I mean, it's a close up choke ambulance type situation when it comes to cinnamon. Now, can we treat her and that's not going to happen? Typically not. Your body for whatever reason, you have allergies and you're allergic to certain things. When she's been exposed to where it's very uncomfortable, we want to keep her lungs 
aerated, we want to keep good blood flow, then it could maybe be beneficial to help that type of situation. When we're talking about allergies and sinuses, what we want to do is treat the head. We want to help the, the drainage. We want to massage basically the areas uh, where things are stopping up and help push that and relieve that. Uh, the butterfly could be opened and placed over the head. It could be placed uh, directly in front in this type situation, but just to work the area uh, of the sinuses. If you have an LZR, you could use that at the same time after you're finished to get some nice light and heat to the area to help to help the situation. But that would be the basic protocol. As Aaron used to always say, put it on and treat it. And that would be the way to go to put it there. Again, I talked about the feet with the migraines. If you think about the foot and the reflexology, if you read anything on reflexology, a lot of the nerves, a lot of the things that reflexologists do are in your feet. So if you're having that same type of thing to basically put your feet on the coil or on the mat, whatever it may be along after you do this or before is can be very beneficial that we've learned over the years in those types of situations. But it, uh, as far as the allergy itself, whatever is causing that allergy, your body has to deal with. And there are some medications, there are some shots you can get and things like that uh, for various uh, allergies and uses. Sinuses and what we're discussing, simply you want it to, to go. Now, you're going to treat your head, you want good flow, treat your back, which is going to help treat your lungs, which is going to give good uh, blood oxygenation, good blood flow to the body, which is going to help the body be in a better position to potentially heal itself uh, when you're dealing with your animals or whatever this, the whatever it may be. So great question. I hope that helps. Um, let's see. Okay. Don't see any. Let me make sure I didn't miss anything up here at the beginning. Uh, no, everything is uh, pretty much there. Uh, it's uh, 20 till, so it's always fun to be here. If you have a question, please post it in the chat box. I'd be happy to uh, have a look. Uh, we're glad the folks, several folks are with us today on CastBox, which is the radio version um, of what we're doing. Some changes coming, some new stuff's coming out uh, from MagnaWave, so uh, stay close and, and uh, we'll be happy to keep you up to speed with what's going on. Um, Oh, Bridget's with us. Hello. Sorry, she's late. No problem. You're here. We appreciate you being here, Bridget. We always like to uh, visit with everyone and answer their questions. So if you have a question, put it in there. Oh, excuse me. That's too loud. If you don't have any questions, then that's fine too. We'll move on down the road and get busy with our other stuff that we need to do throughout the day. And I'm sure you all are busy as well. So I don't want to just keep you on here uh, just for me to uh, babble and go on. Also, I talked earlier at the very beginning, if you're new to the program now, uh, MagnaCon is planned to be a live in-person event along with a uh, virtual aspect, aspect of it this year. There is a $100 savings if you buy your tickets prior to the first of the year. So it's first of December. So you got some time now to buy your tickets and participate in uh, MagnaCon uh, 2021. We're looking forward to a great event. When you heard Sean talking about Dr. Lyons and the study for uh, concussion and, and brain health and brain age, and, and maybe Dr. Lyons will be with us at MagnaCon, uh, that would be great. So just a lot of good information uh, to, to go there. There is a question here. Let's see. If someone is feeling nauseous, uh, from some medication and they haven't taken the medication in 36 hours. It is okay to treat them and would they feel more nauseous or would it help? Well, that, that's a very good question. Obviously, something in the medication uh, is causing them to have nausea. We don't want to make them be more uncomfortable uh, with the treatment. That's quite often with some medications. We wait till the treatment is over, let, wait for the medication to be absorbed, to be uh, in the body, and then treat for the pain or the discomfort that they're having at that point, uh, the animal may be having or whatever the situation would be. So it, it's, a, it, it's a good question. To treat before and to have the good blood flow and everything going, maybe the medication would be metabolized in a more comfortable manner and wouldn't cause uh, the nausea. Um, but if it's the medication as it's going in that causes the nausea, if you're treating at that same time, you could basically have a little more uh, metabolism, uh, have more metabolization of the medication, which could make them more uncomfortable. So you want to be very careful. That's why it's always important to talk with a doctor and understand what's going on. But if it's, if there, if the reason for treating, which I don't see, uh, 
in the in the question if the reason for treating is a specific issue and you you want let the medication do its job and then treat the issue or treat the issue and then let the medication uh do its job um so there you go hope that helps uh let's see um my sister has mcas mast cell activation she has mild to severe reactions depending on the sensitivity of the ingested food. She ingested food for dinner that typically gives her very mild reaction. After dinner, she had a MagnaWave session. As we know, this increases circulation, which come to find out is contraindicated for this condition. Please caution other practitioners. This is called big allergic reaction for her. She's completely fine, but I wanted to share the information cautionary tale with others. Most certainly, you always want to check whatever you're doing, talk to your doctor, understand what the medications are doing. If they don't want increased circulation uh, with the medication, then what they're probably going to tell someone to do is take the medication and relax for several hours, let it do its job, let things be calm and go forward. So we certainly appreciate uh, Emily sharing that. And uh, so it, it, the bottom line is it's always important to know uh, what's going on with your animals, the medications that the doctors are giving them. If you're using this on yourself and you got a medication, you always wanna make sure that you're talking about with your doctor what you're doing. So we understand that what we're trying to do is help you feel better. Uh, relax you, give you some energy, but that needs to be in line with whatever medications uh, that you are taking and pursuing. All right. Um, let's see. Replying. Oh, Aaron, Kate Myers, replying, replying back to Aaron. So if you have a question, please uh, put it in the chat box. I'd be happy to deal with it. I do believe we had another uh, text here. Let's see. Uh, we do. Um, Hydrowave. All right, let me see. Get Bob on the phone here. Hello. Yes, sir. Pat Zemer here. Hey, Pat. Good afternoon. Um, it's Bob uh -huh. um, from Virginia. Yes, sir. Um, my wife and I are doing the business class with Elaine, and uh, I just want to say congrats on the new building. Great, thank you. Uh, my my question is um, on the HydroWave water uh -huh. or the HydroWave. Um, the instructions say take twice a day four ounces. Yes, sir. Uh, we were just wondering, could we just do eight ounces once a day, or? Um, yeah, I mean, not, obviously. The, the basis, it, it's kind of like when we talk about MagnaWave, if you if you do it for 15 or 20 minutes, it's great. And, and you can do it twice a day if you wanted to in the beginning. So basically it gets into your system. It goes through your digestive system. And then, and then what it is not needed is passed from the body. So the recommendation for twice a day is just to keep it in the body and doing its job. No. Uh, but if, if you do, I know people have used it, much larger dosages, depending on what they're dealing with, uh, as far as their health and so forth. And, and so to put it in the body, it's going to do its job. So if it's more convenient for you to do it once a day, do eight ounces, I would, you know, I wouldn't drink it eight ounces in 30 seconds, but I'd drink it, you know, if you're going to drink eight ounces over four, five, 10 minutes, so it can, you know, get into the body and do its thing. You're, you're going to get, if it's going to help you, it's going to help you. Does that help? Uh, and that's, um, you don't use that uh, um, with a meal, correct? Oh, you could do it. I mean, there's people that'll put it in orange juice. You're going to put it into your system. You don't, I wouldn't want the competition. In other words, probably the best thing to do is to put it in your mouth, slosh it around, keep it in your mouth for a minute or so, let it get into the mucus, let it start absorbing into the body, then then swallow it. So once it gets into the into the stomach or into the gut, it can still make those. But you know, understand there's there's acids and things like that in your body. So to put it in while you're eating, it, you're just causing potential uh, conflict of, absor of absorption, let's just say. So gotcha. do it after you eat or basically maybe an hour before you eat. So it gets into your body and it's flowing and everything's wonderful. Okay. Is there any benefit to like applying it to your skin? 
it's very beneficial. We use it as a wound uh, treatment. It's been it's been very shown to be very beneficial for pink eye type of conditions, uh, for open wounds. It helps keep them clean. It helps the the silver and the oxygen in the water helps the uh, promote some better healing or improved healing type of situations. So uh, topically, it's 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 very good. Now, there's a lot of things that are very good topically, but in, in, in a situation for an open wound, uh, people have used it a lot with very good success. And that would be uh, just full strength or, or diluted? I would dilute it 50-50. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. You're, you're welcome. Have a great day. Bye-bye. You too. Bye. Okay. Uh, Bob, there are some great questions. Um, appreciate that and uh, talking about the HydroWave and how to apply it. Let's see. Uh, wondering if there's any giveaways today. If I've talked to you on the phone, send an email to support at MagnaWave PEMF and Chris will probably tell me what if we're having some giveaways today. But we'll give away. We'll give you something. If you talk to me, uh, thanks for reminding me. Send an email to support at MagnaWavePEMF.com and we'll get you uh, taken care of. It's, it's the season for giving and uh, giveaways. And so we'll do that. No question. I don't know what we've got. Mine could be a book, uh, one of my signed books, could be a grab bag. Got a lot of stuff happening with new logos, a lot of good swag uh, materials. So we'll, we appreciate you participating. We appreciate your questions. We appreciate you calling. And uh, and I, I like it. We like to do it when folks call because it's, it just really enhances the program when we have a uh, live discussion. And it's 10 minutes before the hour. So if you have a question, please uh, put it on there. Uh, let's see. My mom has spinal stenosis that causes a lot of pain. She also takes warfarin. Tylenol causes an interaction with her warfarin, increases her INR. Could treating her lower back affect the warfarin? And is it a whole body treatment um, that could affect the warfarin dosage? Well, I, that... You know, the, the medications, you've got a couple of different medications that are, that are interacting with themselves. Uh, to For us to come in and treat the low back uh, with a magnetic field to, to help improve, the, reduce the inflammation, which is what the medications are trying to do, but there's nothing in the energy that we're providing that is going to contraindicate with that particular uh, medication, that type of medication. Again, you always want to check with your doc to make sure what they're doing. Kind of like the lady was pointing out on the first thing, the doctors didn't tell them that increased circulation would cause a problem, but it did. So you always, we're going to learn every time we do something. Uh, you, you want to kind of experiment. Uh, and if it's, if it's the two medications causing a conflict, then don't use the ibuprofen, just use the warfarin and treat the area. Allow the medication to be taken and fully metabolized by the system and then treat or treat before, get everything feeling good and relaxed and then do the medication and let it be absorbed and metabolized uh, into the body. Okay, um, let's see. You mentioned that you use HydroWave for pink eye. What's your feeling for using it for pink eye and bovine? Uh, incredible uh, that we've had People with bovine have used it tremendously for pink eye because that's a big problem. And so uh, we've had very good results uh, with those types of situations with the HydroWave. No question. Uh, Pat, it's Christmas. Will you be giving away another free machine? Elaine will be happy. <laughs> I don't know, John. I guess I have to talk to her <laughs> and see what she's thinking. And uh, that might be fun, though, to, uh, to have a Christmas giveaway of a machine. And uh, I'll certainly uh, bring that app up to her here in a few minutes. She tried to call me a while ago. I don't know if she wanted to talk on the show, but she didn't tell me that she wanted to talk. So I didn't want to bother her, bother her back. But uh, we'll get into that. We'll know more next week as the season progresses uh, and people are ready to have some fun for the holiday holiday season. So if you have another question, folks, please put it in the chat box. We're about out of time. I'd be happy to answer them. If there's nothing else, then we'll uh, head on down the road and, and uh, put up some more decorations. You might be able to see right in the back. There's the tree. The tree's right back there. Now it's gone. <laughs> so uh, uh, Miss Dee Dee is uh, decorating the, uh, the place, getting ready for the holidays, and we're going to certainly do our best in this uh, climate that we're in or this pandemic that we're in to uh, have a good time. Let's see. Um, how about acid flux? Well, okay, let's get it here. Got a question coming in.
Hello? Yes. You have a question? Yeah. Yes, I do. About acid reflux. Will it help out on acid reflux? Well, you know, it's a, the acid reflux is a situation where you have your esophagus and you have the pain and you, and you have some inflammation. If you have pain, you have inflammation. So could it be beneficial to that uh, along with your medications that you're taking? Uh, I would think that most certainly because you're talking about inflammation and pain. Uh, what I look at that as a total reversal. Now talk to your doc, but you know, it could be helpful. Right. Okay. I didn't know if you could, you know, place the the, the MagnaWave on the chest itself. Yes. And okay, and it would maybe help some of the acid reflux yes. in the evening time. Certainly. Okay. Certainly. Okay. Be something to okay. try. Okay, dope. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Support MagnaWavePMF.com, and we'll get you on the gift list. All right. Thank you so much. Uh huh. Bye bye. Bye bye. Good questions. Um, Spiro Gold would be a great giveaway machine. <laughs> okay, doke. Um, let's see if there's any other questions. Good suggestions. We appreciate all the suggestions, all the questions. Always be sure if you have something that, that you, if you have the machine for your animals and you're treating and you've got something that you want to talk about yourself, talk to your doctor, see what's going on, explain to them what's happening. And uh, uh, so, so you know that you're clear with anything you're doing uh, with your devices uh, that you're using. Okay, uh, let's see. I have a client that has a dog going into her second ACL surgery. The first ACL surgery, she was in a lot of pain. What can I start? Mag when can I start magna waving her after the surgery? As soon as the bleeding is controlled. Um, and those are tough situations because you, you got an ACL, and quite often you do one, you're going to have to do the other. And, and that's not any fun. And particularly depending on the size of the animal, if you got a bigger animal and you got to carry them and do things, it's not comfortable, but you could begin treating as soon as, as the veterinarian feels that the bleeding is in control and everything is in, is in control, then you could begin treating to help the inflammation, uh, help the recovery, keeping scar tissue down, uh, those types of uh, benefits that you're looking for uh, with those types of procedures. Um, you could treat prior uh, to help everything be flowing smoothly and constricting the uh, blood vessels so there's not as much bleeding. Some people have that type of situation that they address, but certainly once it's over and you want to limit the scarring, you want to speed the healing process, uh, you can, you, the, this energy, this PMF energy has been shown to do that and uh, people have talked about it. So that would be something to consider uh, as you go forward with that. Okay, uh, I think that's about it. We're almost out of time. If, I'll just wait one more minute to see if we get another question. Very good questions today. We certainly appreciate uh, all the questions, all the folks with us on CastBox who are listening and uh, enjoying the program, we hope. And uh, we certainly enjoy bringing it to you and uh, going on. Let's see. Um, as long Aaron writes, as long as the active bleeding has stopped. I see you are treating all kinds of animals, horses, dogs, pigs. Have you had the chance to treat anything exotic at the zoo or similar? As a matter of fact, we've treated eagles uh, that have been injured in the wild and help them recover and come back. We are currently in a uh, situation where we're working with some turtles. And uh, we, we are close to the people at the Loggerhead uh, Turtle Rescue in Florida, in Jupiter, Florida. And uh, we're working with them to be able to utilize this uh, equipment. Uh, there's been some posts on the website where people had an injured turtle, not at Loggerhead, but another location. And they treated the tur turtle because it was depressed. I don't know how you tell if a turtle's depressed, but the turtle was depressed, maybe moving slower than normal. I don't know. But at any rate, uh, they treated the turtle. As we know, if you treat yourself, it does provide a sense of well-being, just good relaxation, that whole thing. And so we have done some exotic birds. We've done, uh, as we just discussing, doing turtles. Uh, we have worked uh, with elephants uh, in the, at the, um, I believe it was the Orlando Zoo uh, that we've been dealing with some folks in those environments. 
and always working to do more of that. So yeah, it's a good question, John. And we are working to, uh, you know, show pigs was a big deal. Now they're not exotic animals, but it was amazing when we started with horses and then we went to different disciplines and then, and, and all of a sudden somebody says, well, we'll treat pigs and we show pigs and we want them to be relaxed and it changes their gait and takes the stress away and boom, we used it for show pigs. Then all of a sudden, not exotic, but pretty wild, uh, treating the bucking bulls so they can buck better. Then we're treating the the horses that they're riding with, the, you know, it just gets amazing. So <laughs> treating everybody to be healthier so they can better do their job. We want to buck them off, but yet we want them to chase the bull. We want to be able to, and, and, and it can get interesting. But uh, so John, it's a great question. We are working, as I said, with some uh, exotic animal uh, rescues and, and various places to, uh, to help these animals when they become injured or have issues. We've done chickens. Uh, show chickens. I uh, didn't know there were show chickens, but there are people that show chickens. And uh, so we've done chickens, we've done eagles, we've done uh, just about everything. It's just not a lot of everything, but we've done about everything or a lot of them. Uh, let's see. Um, best time number of days to treat equine athletes as maintenance care. Brianna was asking typically best. Oh, okay. Um, Typically best before or after chiropractic care. Another call coming in. All right, let's go over here. Um, chiropractic care. One of the first people we had doing chiropractic care was we had a practitioner and his wife was a an equine chiropractor. And they had a routine to where they, she would, he would treat the animal for 10 minutes. She would do her adjustment and the adjustment would be easier in some cases because the animal was more relaxed. The muscle areas that they were working on were relaxed. And so they could they could do that. And then he would come back after the adjustment and treat the animal again, because quite often they realign them. They put everything in place, but there's still some inflammation there. And, and that being in alignment will help relieve that inflammation. But why not boost the relief of that inflammation? So that's what they would do. He'd do just before she'd do the, the, the adjustment and then he would treat after. And there are many people, I've been with chiropractors and, they, and they've been treating horses, you the, treating this horse will not help me make an adjustment. And uh, and big horses, and, and they would show us, they'd try to make the adjustment, and they would show how the horse would resist them because of the, the situation that they were in. And then we would treat that horse and ask them to go back and do their adjustment again, and they were amazed at how it can be used as a prep uh, prior to an adjustment or after the adjustment in order to help the adjustment stay, help the adjustment last longer. You know, a lot of times with a big animal like a horse, you can adjust them, put them back in alignment and all, they still got a little pain. They go out and they roll and do something and knock themselves right back out of alignment. And so we don't want that. So it, that's one way that it can be, uh, that it could be handled. Um, okay. Let's see. We do have, let, let's go here. Let's see. We've got two, all right. Question about neuropathy. We are running out of time, but we're going to try to get these last couple of questions in. Hello? Yes, Pat Zemer here. Hi, Pat. Um, we have a mini horse that foundered uh, about four years ago, and she gets sound and then has um, occasionally has some flare-ups. She was doing great, and then we got some sub-zero temperatures about five weeks ago, and she got lame again due to the nerve damage in her feet. So would I tr – I've been doing just like the laminitis guidelines. Correct. Um, would – is that what I should do? Is there for – specifically for the neuropathy, since it isn't actually – a flare-up of laminitis is there's something different I could do that might be more beneficial. No, well, I don't know if anything would be tremendously more beneficial. You might try doing a lot of times people will treat just the feet, and, and but you could treat the the uh, uh, shoulders and and down the leg and then back up the leg to help all the flow through the area if you have the time to do the, <clears throat> to do that once in a while. Uh, okay. But basically, to be right on the feet is the best place to be. Okay. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Support at magnawaypmf.com and uh, get on the list for today's, uh, today's giveaway. Chris is in charge of that. Let's see. We got magnawaving a dog's hip. Let's see who we have here. And we've got a lot of good calls and we're out of time, but we'll take this last call.
if it's ringing. Hello. Hi, Pat. Hi. The question, the question is, I have a 14-year-old dog, okay? My vet says he doesn't have arthritis, but I've been MegaWave, I've been using my MegaWave on him about three times a week. Because what he does is he will all of a sudden, he can be laying, sitting, whatever. He just all of a sudden yipes and gets up and takes off and he comes right back. Okay. And he'll do it even at, he'll even do it after a microwave. Am I doing something, a treatment? Am I doing something wrong? No, I mean, you know, here's, you got a, you got an older animal and, and they say there's not, but yet it, it's, we have that as, as I lay down, I may be laying in bed and all of a sudden, wow, I'm laying wrong and I'm up. And, and it wasn't arthritis. It was just the way I'm laying and the, and the, the weight or, you know, the bed, the support <clears throat> system. So that same thing could, could uh, occur in a small animal uh, or in a dog like that. Uh, certainly to try to keep them comfortable um, would be something to do. But as they're, as they're aging, you know, a lot of things just kind of happen. And, and so that could be part of it. But I would not say that you're doing something wrong. Okie doke. You there? I'm here. I'm okay. here. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that you know, I, I can't see that you would be doing anything wrong. Does it only, let me ask you this, does it only happen after you magnoave or does it happen even when you don't magnoave? It'll ha it happens even when I don't magnoave. Right. So and that's, I mean, he started doing it and that's why I went, okay, let me magnoave you. How often are you treating him? I am treating him um, about three times a week. I would, yeah, I would treat him. It, it could be a situation that that you're getting in there and you're you're supplying in energy to the area, which we would hope would be beneficial. And then you stop and you wait a couple of days, and it gets a chance to come back. And, and, and not really ever leave. I've told the story about treating my wife's herniated discs. It took us 90 days before we got her to where she had four weeks worth of relief after one treatment. So I would recommend if you have the time, I'd treat him uh, every day, maybe one day treat him in the morning, the next day treating him at night and do it for five to 10 days in a row and then see what happens. You could just need to get ahead of what's pinching or what's causing the stress. Okay, because right now I'm just doing the hip. Should I spend more time and do the whole body? Because I do the hip for about 10 minutes. Well, what you don't know is it is it coming from the neck? I mean, could it be coming from the top line uh, of the dog? And, and so where it's at. So I would do more of a full body. Uh, and I, you, you may have heard me tell the story. I would treat racing jockeys and they'd come to me and say, my low back is killing me. So I treat their low back and they come back the next day and say, wait a minute, my shoulders are killing me. Well, they always were, but they just showed up after we made the back feel better. So I would certainly look at the neck, the, the top line of, of the, of the animal to make sure even legs, I mean, any number of things could be causing this, this effect called a Charlie horse, if you will but just to kind of look at where it could be. So I would do uh, more of a full body treatment for sure. Okay. I oh, will. Thank oh, you. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. We're out of time. It's been a great show. Um, and I hope you've enjoyed it and a lot of good information. We certainly always in, enjoy being here with you. So uh, until next week, uh, have a great week. Get everything ready for the holidays. Stay safe, stay healthy, wave on to better health, and thank you for being here. Have a great day.